you for taking time to listen to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock a.m. at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. Before I was going into pastoral ministry, I, I felt called to do a PhD in Hebrew linguistics. I was going to focus on uh, translation theory in the book of Ezekiel and, and really get into some pretty nuanced, nerdy, linguistical things. I love thinking about what words mean and, and what they have meant throughout time and what they mean now, um, where a word can take on its own meaning even over and against maybe what it was derived from. And so I, I tend to think I'm a precise person, that I choose the words uh, that I use intentionally. Uh, but I've been thinking a lot about a word that is a favorite of mine and how I've probably not used it intentionally. The word just. Simple word, right? Fairly common English vocabulary. It's not something you have to wait until you're older to learn. Your kids say, I just want a lot, right? Uh, you think, I just need. Uh, depending on what your uh, vocation is, uh, you might talk about something that is just. Um, it is a right thing. Uh, it'll, it's an outcome in the court. We have justice. Um, for me, it, is, it has served one of two things. Uh, if, I, if I am not very intentional, it becomes my vocal filler when I'm praying. God, if you would just uh, meet us, God, just here. It, it is my default uh, vocal filler there. It's also become, uh, in many ways, my uh, reductionistic tool for the theological reflection in the life of the church. My reductionistic tool for theological reflection in the life of the church. So, I, right, words have meaning. I'll be preaching and I'll say something like, it's simple, you just have to X, Y, or Z. It's helpful when I have friends like Richard Thompson who will call me on me saying, just do X, Y, or Z. It's good when you say, but what about uh, ABC? I'm aware of how easy it is for me to every week say, well, it's simple, just do this thing. And what that does, is, I think in many ways, it uh, downplays the significance of what discipleship is for us, and it downplays the significance of reading across the whole of Scripture and engaging uh, a more robust understanding of who God is and how God relates to us. Uh, Georgia knows the power of a word. When she writes, she chooses these words that uh, call us into a particular place in time and, and evoke something that is bigger. And I want to be careful when I use the word just uh, to invite us into the something bigger uh, and to provide the context for how this fits with what we do know about God. I know I tend to make discipleship easier by the word just. This is a really complex passage. You, here's the deal. You need to just love God. Oh, we're reading James this week. Oh, it's, it's, so it's really simple. Yeah, your actions just uh, need to be uh, informed by your love of God. Um, we could be reading the Sermon on the Mount and we could get to this, um, th this part about, you know, God said, don't, uh, you've heard it say, don't murder. I say, if you're angry, you've murdered in your heart. 
see, you could just pay attention uh, to the state of your heart. Um, this just uh, reduces uh, what the church uh, is about and how God has revealed God's self to things that are easier to put on coffee cups and uh, um, trinkets, right? The Christian bookstore uh, trend is dying. There are, there are not, I don't know if there's any left in Lexington. When I got here, there was like 45 of them. Uh, but it's about half full of books and half full of, uh, you know, as for me and my family, we serve the Lord wall clings. And uh, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, coffee cups and uh, incense holders that say, may our life be a pleasing aroma before God. All those passages, which, by the way, if we, if we actually don't just take them uh, for just that verse, if we read them more broadly, you're actually kind of pointing us in different uh, directions than maybe the coffee cup would have us. I've been thinking about what it is for us uh, to be people who, uh, as Paul would say, believe in salvation by faith alone. It's just faith. And who also read right alongside with James and Peter, who says, uh, your faith without works is dead. I've been thinking about what it means for uh, Jesus to say, yes, be perfect in love. But also, your love must bear fruit. I've wrestled uh, with the Jesus story in the gospel this week. Jesus says, go to the, the Pharisees, right? Go to somebody. Religious leaders, go to somebody. You can find it in your bulletin. But this is Jesus' command. Go to them. You'll be healed. And they do, and they're healed. And one of them turns around and goes back to Jesus, seemingly breaking Jesus' actual command. Right? Jesus said, go away. And the one, because he is healed, returns back quickly. I want to say this passage is super easy. Just immediately recognize blessings in your life and, and immediately lay, lay down before God and, and thank God for them. And yet, the command from the, the embodied Jesus was actually to go to the leaders. The other nine are still following the directions. It's not always so easy. Paul often does not let us off with easy. If we if we actually dive into his letters to these churches and these letters to his friends, uh, they are not reducible down to uh, talking points or, hey, here's the, the one key takeaway from the book of 2 Timothy. Paul writes messy letters to messy people with a complex God in the midst of it. Timothy is a mess. He is the... Uh, second-generation pastor of a church plant. Uh, he's following behind after the Todd Nelson, right? He's the person who follows uh, the guy who started the church. I know there was, there's more than me and Todd. I, I'm aware of this, but you get my point, right? It's hard to follow the founding pastor. It's hard uh, to build upon a message. It's hard, uh, it's hard at times when the church is like, well, what if we did X, Y, or Z? Because that's what Paul did. Uh, and Timothy is young and tired and frustrated. Paul in prison, by all accounts, should be the more frustrated one. He's got some physical malady that is bothering the mess out of him. He is, uh, we're going on years now of him being locked up for the sake of the gospel. He should be the more weary one, and, and we see this a bit in the beginning of the book where he is uh, kind of beginning this farewell discourse and, and kind of giving over this next phase of ministry to Timothy. Um, but he actually is inviting Timothy to um, the much harder work of of moving beyond just. If you just 
did this, things in Ephesus would work out just fine. If you just did this, you wouldn't be tired and weary anymore. And friends, I, I wish Paul would give us more just do this because I'd love to give them to you. I'd love to just be able to each week come up and go, if you just go apply this scripture in this particular way, your life will be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and you will have all your dreams come true. But that's just not how it works often. This passage, uh, the, the, the New Testament reading today, Paul is continuing this letter to Timothy. I'm debating if I should read the passage again or just tell you my heart of the thing. Uh, I got up and I thought, this is going to be a 10-minute sermon, but if I promise it's going to be a 10-minute sermon, at 11 minutes, somebody's going to give me a look. Um, and so I didn't tell you it's going to be a short sermon, but I think it's a short sermon. Paul is not letting Timothy off uh, easy. He is naming the complexities of being one of God's disciples, someone who uh, worships the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, Timothy, let me just be honest with you. Uh, we serve... Jesus Christ, who raised from the dead and comes from the line of David. This is a real simple turn of phrase for us, right? He uh, rose from the dead and he's from the line of David. But this does a huge thing when he writes it down. This is that evoking you back to, uh, back to the family farm or back to whatever, the thing that you have more context for in your life than the other person. This is a call for them as people who knew the story of Israel to go, we see how this has found its whole ending in Jesus, how, how these things that were promised back in David have now come true in Christ, that, that there would be a forever king. There would be one who is truly after God's own heart. There would be one who brings this all together in a way that transforms the world. Timothy, remember, remember that we serve Jesus, who was raised from the dead, comes from the line of David. This is my good news. This is my gospel. This is the thing I evangelize about. This is the thing that drives me. I dare say, he says, this is just it. Nothing else makes sense if it's not that we find good news in Jesus' resurrection and his fulfillment of Israel's promises. This is why I can endure prison, Timothy. This is why I can deal with these struggles. This is why uh, I can still uh, write letters of encouragement to you in the midst of my suffering. And then he seems to address something that's going on in the midst of the church at Church of Ephesus. I think there was a modern praise and worship songwriter who wrote some song that sounded something, I'm not going to sing it, Janelle. Uh, okay, um, we think this was a hymn. Somebody is singing in the very early church, uh, if, if we have died together, we will all, and it's in Greek, not, not in English, right? So imagine it in Greek or maybe, maybe a little Aramaic, depending on the day. Um, if we had died together, we will also live together. If we will endure, uh, we will also rule together. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are disloyal, he stays faithful because he can't be anything else than what he is. Remind them of these things, Paul says. This, this word is true. This song is fine. It is theologically approved for singing within the life of the church in Ephesus. Go and sing that chorus twice this week. This hymn that says, uh, we have this participation with what is happening in uh, the life of the kingdom. We have a co-reigning with God. 
we have a responsibility uh, to not deny him. And we also have the chance that we will uh, be unfaithful. But, this is the one that's different, right? This is like, the oh, something's different here. Uh, I need to pay attention to this line of the song. Uh, but, he remains faithful, for he can't do anything else. This song that maybe hits these, uh, these Christians uh, a particular way after a week where they have found themselves uh, lacking faith. Where they've been on the border of denying him. I'll confess, I, I'm a, I've got weeks where it's a lot easier to have faith. Uh, and there's weeks where it's a lot easier to go, God, I believe, help my unbelief. There's weeks when I look around what is happening in my life and in your lives, and I go, I don't understand it, God. And so I'm just going to have to say, uh, help my, my lack of understanding. I uh, watch the suffering in our world, and it is hard. But Paul says this hymn is true, that even when our faith wavers, Jesus' faith endures. See, Timothy, this is my good news. This is my gospel. Jesus raised from the dead and stands in the line of David. This is it. You just, you just have to trust Jesus. And then he's going to go on, he's going to flip it around, and it's not just have to follow Jesus. But, but this is the rootedness of what he's getting at. Timothy, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to be contrarian, other preachers trying to get in here. Don't ever lose sight of this first thing, which is who Christ is and what Christ has done. And that when your love failed, his love continues to remain steadfast. Just remember this, Timothy. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. I get it. I know you're scared. I know it is far more complicated to be a pastor to the church at Ephesus than I'm making it sound, Timothy. Remember the good news. I'm not going to stop saying just on Sundays anymore. Because I think that does a disservice. The Sunday school class, I'm, I'm, I was supposed to be a couple weeks till Tom got back from Georgetown, but it's become a lot more than a couple weeks. The Sunday school class I'm working with every week invites me uh, to a, a, a more robust uh, response to the, the text. Uh, a much deeper wrestling uh, with what it means to be God's disciples. They bring me back to the very simple things. It is true. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Go do what God has said to do. It's that simple. And yet we also get deep in the midst of what does that mean. It really is just the simple this week, friends. Remember Jesus, who rose from the dead, and who stands in the line of David. If, even if your faith is wavering, he remains faithful and then go and deal with all the complexities around that, okay? Go home, leave from here, take that and go, but that's not that easy, Chad. How do I, how do I trust that in the midst of, of this thing in my life? How do I do this when my life has never been more chaotic? How do I do this when I have been uh, watching somebody suffer and die? How do I do this? I, I'm going to come back to the same thing that I think we've said every time, is that you need a Paul or a Timothy who's doing some letter writing with you or some texting or some phone calls 
You need somebody that you can write uh, the epistle of Maryland to Kathy, the epistle of uh, Brad to Susan. These can be text, right? These can, these can be much simpler things. Where you can say, I am struggling. This is hard. Would you stand with me? Would you encourage me? Can you have faith even when I can't? And then, uh, for those of you who are in those moments where you feel like you, you can, uh, don't wait for the calls. Write the, the letter of Paul to Timothy. Write the letter that says, uh, I'm here with you. The Spirit of Christ is upon you. and God loves you. I'm here to help you in your unbelief. I'm here to be with you. This was never meant to be a solitary thing, and I think that is, in many ways, the, the, uh, the crux of Timothy's pain is his, his beloved ball is there. He is here. He feels all alone in the midst of it. And Paul says, I'm pretty alone too. But let's not forget the gospel. It's just that easy, okay? Did y'all hear this today? Okay, if you didn't, I was, I was going to be a little worried that you didn't. Um, go and be somebody's Paul, or if you need to be Timothy, be a Timothy and reach out to your Paul. And then remember, remember the good news that Christ, uh, Christ took on flesh for you. Christ lived and died and was raised for your sake. He has ascended to heaven and has poured out his spirit and love upon you. Amen? Would you pray with me? Holy and loving God, um, there are days where faith is easy and days where uh, we don't grow weary. There are days where uh, we can be strong and courageous and days where we can barely hold it together. There are days when um, when our blessings are obvious and days where uh, we look for sackcloth and ashes. Help us to simply trust uh, in your gospel and the good news of uh, Jesus' death and resurrection and then to sit in the midst of life, Lord. Would you fill us with your spirit and would you fill us with love for one another? We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who did uh, die and raise for our sakes and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.